0: fmr 101.3 being green is brought to you by galinda Moser of remax living hello i'm glenis crook i've often mentioned on this program how lucky i think we are to be living in a city that is surrounded by nature But it appears that while we might appreciate how privileged we are, we're not paying enough attention to protecting the fauna and flora around us. As Cape Town grows, it's increasingly encroaching on the mountains in the middle of the city and the remaining wilder habitat in the Boerland, Overberg and the West Coast. There have been several studies documenting the impact of urbanisation on wildlife, and the latest one, by scientists at the University of Cape Town, has found that caracals on the peninsula have metal pollutants in their blood. And I'm joined now by one of its co-authors, Dr. Gabriella Leighton, who's a postdoctoral fellow at Rose University, but also the coordinator of the Urban Caracal Project at UCT's Institute for Wildlife and Communities in Africa. Thanks for joining the program again, Gabriela. Firstly, I wanted to say it's quite incredible that we still have this population of between and hundred wild cats on the peninsula. How have they managed to survive?
1: So, caracals are an incredibly adaptable species, and it is quite remarkable that they have managed to survive in such a built-up area. And as you say, Cape Town has been developing and growing very much in the last couple of decades, especially since the early 90s. And so caracals are now the largest predator left in the area. And we think this has to do with how adaptable they are in terms of their behaviour, but also their diet.
0: So what would their diet mainly be? And I'm assuming that this is the source of the metal pollutants that you found in their in their bodies.
1: Yes, exactly. So they're mainly feeding on small mammals and uh, things like native rodents um, and mice as well as birds and so what happens is around cities a lot of human activities release pollutants into the environment including things like heavy metals and metalloids which are toxic compounds and these make their way into the soil and then eventually make their way up the food chain and because caracals are the apex predator left in the system at the top of the food chain they experience very high concentrations of these pollutants and those are coming to them through their prey items.
0: You mentioned birds, and what was interesting is that you found rather worryingly that these metal pollutants are more prevalent in caracals that are feeding in coastal and wetland areas. I presume this raises a huge alarm about the level of pollution in our freshwater and marine systems.
1: Yes, it's it's definitely a red flag for the level of pollution that is present in the wetlands and freshwater systems around the city. And unfortunately, that is, you know, the sink for a lot of these pollutants. The area that all of these compounds end up is into waterways, which eventually end up in wetlands and estuaries and then eventually out into the sea. And so that's why we think we've seen this correlation between cats that are eating more water birds and seabirds, things like cormorants and gannets, and having higher levels of certain metals, especially things like arsenic and mercury, which are incredibly toxic. And so that's why we think there's that link.
0: I was going to mention arsenic and, and mercury. They're toxic to humans as well. So I presume that this is not only presenting a danger maybe with things like reproduction and stuff like that with the caracals, but also ultimately for us as humans as well in the city.
1: Yes. So the kinds of metals that we were testing for are things that have known health effects on humans and wildlife. So uh, we were detecting things like lead as well as aluminium, selenium, mercury, all of these things are toxic metals. And they've been studied in humans around South Africa as well. And sometimes they're at very worrying levels. Um, But this is the first study that's looked at them in a terrestrial carnivore in South Africa. And so this research suggests that these metals are actually more widespread in the environment than we thought previously.
0: And as as you said, apex predator, therefore all the way down the food chain in, in the animal world. We are very proud of our biologically diverse city. This is obviously extremely worrying present in, 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 in animals, but therefore likely in, in us as well. What should the authorities be doing more of to make sure that we protect our environment from these metal pollutants?
1: So a lot of these metal pollutants come from from industry, like I mentioned, and from sort of mining activities and things like that. So a lot of the solutions need to come from a city level. It's not like these pollutants are are coming from... You know, individuals who are releasing them into the environment, except maybe for some pesticides. But the important thing is that these compounds, so metal pollutants and metalloids, they're not included in our monitoring programs for the country. And so I think that is an incredibly important thing. So we need to set up more monitoring of these kinds of pollutants. And based on the research and the spatial analysis that we did, we would recommend that this needs to be focused on the urban edge and in waste management sites, water treatment plants, and also in agricultural areas, because that was another thing that we found was some of the metals were associated with vineyards in agricultural areas. And then in the more short term, things like dredging and cleaning up of wetland systems could be really beneficial because we found this link with aquatic systems and with with water birds and seabirds.
0: Unfortunately, that's where we have to leave it. That was Dr. Gabriella Leighton, postdoctoral fellow at Rose University. And that's it for this week from Meaglen Crook take care and goodbye. Being Green was brought to you by Galinda Moser of Remax Living. Ask not what your community can do for you. Ask what you can do for your community. At Remax Living Real Estate, our ethos is built on giving back. From sponsoring music broadcasts to FMR's Being Green, our focus is on making your world more harmonious and our planet more sustainable. So when it comes to choosing a real estate partner, don't go for anything less than people who are maximum givers. Galinda Moser from Remax Living Real Estate. FMR